Blog Talk Radio. Jonathan Moody. What's up, Jonathan? How are you? Hey, what's going on? Uh, sorry, we, we took a break last week, so we weren't on last week, but um, I think I needed that break. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we so. both think needed next, that break. Yeah. I think so, too. So uh, for the next, I think, couple weeks, we're definitely going to be still going going, going strong. So uh, anyway, yeah, for uh, yes. sure. how are you doing, Laura? I am doing great. It's been a good week. I know you had a good week. We, um, you were at Scares I Care, um, and uh-huh. uh, it looks like you had a fantastic weekend. And we have a great mm-hmm. episode for everyone listening in. Um, our episode two weeks ago, Jonathan was at Scares That Care, and and uh, where you were there live, and I think in your hotel room, chatting with some of the yeah. people there. And Which, um, uh, inviting and, people up to a hotel room to do a podcast sounds very dirty. So they were <laughs> they're like, hey, come with me into this room and let me interview you. <laughs> Actually, uh, one of our guests tonight, Andrew, worked with an uh, actress that I invited up to the room, April Kroll. I said, uh, April, would you like to come up to the, my room to do a podcast? And she was like, your room? Hmm, that doesn't sound sketchy. <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, you know what? You know, that that sounds bad. But we had Merman there, so that was pretty cool. Unfortunately, he did not bring his tail, um, but he did bring himself, so that was pretty awesome. Uh, He was awesome. He was really awesome. Such a great vibe. And then we had, um, oh, I forget his name. What's his name? We had him on before. He's amazing with this little doll with Dorothy. Oh, Stroh. That's right. Yeah. No. Papa Stroh, oh my gosh, he's amazing, <laughs> and shout out to both of them, because they're so great, and I always love having them on the show, because they're so, they're just really good energy and good vibe, I love it, so let's mm-hmm. just get to it, so our guest this evening, um, we have Caitlin Stack, she's an American actress, um, she's from Illinois, and um, I think uh, she has a thriller a horror film coming out called um, Red Windows. And I'll let her kind of do a little shout-out in a second about all that. And then we also have Andrew Roth, that's an actor-producer, and um, he's been in multiple films internationally and domestically and also some television shows. So we'll talk about that pretty soon. So both of them do a little shout-out right now. Hey, guys, what's up? Hey. We're doing great. We're so excited to have you on. Um, Jonathan, I think, knows both of you guys from a little bit from the because he knows everyone. Jonathan is just so popular and he knows everybody. And then I just tag along and I just meet everyone and then kind of like piggyback on all his friends. So now that I say that, because look, look, Laura, Laura, you invite some amazing guests on too, you know. if, if he weren't for you, I don't know if I would have met Colton Wheeler, uh, who I really love. And so, I mean, 
you have some amazing people that you you invite. So don't don't act like I'm the only one. You know. <laughs> but you do know so many people, which I love, and like, and anyone that like knows Jonathan knows that like Jonathan just is like such a good. I, I think we all love him because he's just chill and normal. Like you, you're just you're no stress. Like you bring no drama and no stress, and that's why we love you. And you're just all about. <laughs> Um, you just love, you love the art and you just want to talk about the art and that's it. And, and that's why I love you and love doing Aww. things with you because yeah, I'm just going to shout out to that. And, and I know everyone <laughs> that you bring on this show and is always amazing. So I already know Caitlin and Andrew are going to be amazing. And, um, so let's first start out with, um, ladies first, Caitlin. Um, introduce yourself and you know kind of where you're from and what you're currently um, and how uh, I guess let's you know a little bit of like how you got into the industry and what you're currently working at just like a little bio I guess let's introduce yourself <laughs> sure sure well first <laughs> off thanks for having me um, mm-hmm. I, I really only know Jason from Facebook and like the six degrees of separation however friends we find each other through so he asked me last week to be on the, the podcast, and I was like, I felt a little starstruck. So I'm I'm pretty super stoked to be here. Yay! Yay! <laughs> well, I'm stoked to have you, and I'm stoked to meet you, and I think we're Facebook friends now, which is great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's it's Facebook official now. Yes, perfect. Uh, so, so go um, on, um, yeah, I'm, go on what you're, you uh, you do. Where are you from? All that stuff. Location-wise, technically, I live in Woodstock, Illinois, which you may or may not know from Bill Murray's Groundhog Day. Oh, um, what? I like shot, that. Yeah, it was shot here <laughs> um, almost in its entirety. Really? I know they did some stuff on a soundstage. Yeah, it's the, um, I actually down the street from the house that they used at the ho- as the hotel that he stayed at. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's, I, they also shot on, in the downtown area, which I'm just a few blocks from as well, and I used to live on the square when I was single and young and free. And um, <laughs> it was an amazing apartment, and I loved being able to walk down under the square and peruse the farmer's market on a Saturday if I wanted to, but I can tell you that every year on Groundhog Day, you're up with the tourists and all the people setting up for all of the tourists at like 5.30 in the morning. And oh when, it, when it falls on a work day, it's like, why am I reliving this again? Yeah, but it's a it's a it's a nice little town. It's home. It's definitely home. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. But I, I so do would you say like you relive Groundhog Day and over and over again? Every like year. Movie? <laughs> Every year. It's amazing. Come on out. I'll take you on the tour. Sure. <laughs> I'm down. There's legitimately a Groundhog Day tour. <laughs> Well, I'm that, I always awesome. wanted to visit that town. Like, and whenever I watch Hallmark Christmas movies and I see them in those small towns, I'm like, I need to just go to one and, like, live there for a few weeks because it looks like they get everything they've always wanted, you know? Like, so just beautiful. for a few weeks. So I need to go, yeah, just for a few weeks, and then I'll I'll leave. It's like, I, just, I need to go back to the smell of pee. I like pee on the streets. 
I like the smell of city life. So that's my jam. Anybody ever say that? <laughs> Laura Plenty Jean, of that everybody. In, New York in the summertime. Plenty of that. <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyway. Oh, man. So, I do I do traverse the city quite often, Chicago. I find myself down there for auditions quite a bit. And I do love And city. is that where you live right actually... now? No, you live in, I, I do you live in Woodstock. Oh, okay. No, I still okay. live in Woodstock. And how long, I don't know that how I far away is Woodstock? Well, how far away is Woodstock from Chicago? It's uh, about 60 miles or so. It's a, if if I take the train, it's only an hour and 20. Oh, if okay. If I take That's the interstate, it, well, if I take the interstate, it could be upwards of two hours because okay. Chicago traffic sucks. Yeah. And any city traffic is like, I'm, it's not I'm good. I'm sure that that probably holds <laughs> true in every other major city, but for some yeah. reason, I don't I have a, I have a very strong love-hate relationship with I-90. <laughs> Did something terrible happen to you on that freeway? Yes, actually. I, uh, oh, no. I went down. I, I knew I was going down to see a show. I had a couple of friends in the show downtown, and I left two and a half hours early because it was on a Friday night, and I knew that traffic was going to suck. And yeah. I had one um, interchange, I guess you call it, where three of the major highways or tollways that lead into the city all converge on each other. And that's, right. that's like, usually where all the chaos happens. And not surprisingly at all, that's where the chaos happened that night. And it literally, I missed the show completely. I got to the exit that I was supposed to get off at to get to the theater and I literally turned around and went back home. Oh no. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was I felt awful and I sent a very long apology text to my friends that night. I'm like I I literally left at like five thirty in order to get to your eight o'clock show and it it was still not enough time to beat Chicago traffic. Oh no. Yeah, that's not yeah. fun. I feel like after that, I would definitely be the same way. I would definitely be the same yeah, that's, way. Yeah, that's why I train as often as I can into the city. <laughs> yeah, no, that's smart. Yeah, and then you don't have to worry about it. That way, if you are late, you know for sure it's the train's fault, and it's not some random driver. Oh, and so you're like, oh, okay, there's <laughs> delay. And they, usually they tell you in advance. I mean, if it's a good train system... You'll know, like, you can go up and wake up in the morning and be like, okay, there's a 20-minute delay, like, all day today. And then you can figure yeah, it out. Yeah, that's usually a pretty good job on, on keeping everybody updated. Yeah, that's smart. That's good. Yeah. That's great. So you go you go into the city and you do auditions and you do stuff. Mm-hmm. Does, do you find that this is for people listening? Can you – do you – you like that. You don't want to live in the city. You think it works for you to travel and keep things separated, be able to stay outside the city and then go to the city to do things? Like, does that work for you? Do you like, do you, are you happy with that decision? It, it does and it doesn't. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously there are time constraints. And uh, my 9 to 5 is actually up closer to Milwaukee. I work in Wisconsin. Oh, wow. And then, um, yeah, we live in in Woodstock and then 
majority of what I went auditioning for is down in the city. So sometimes if I have an earlier audition, I have to leave from work, which is ironically quicker than leaving from home. Right. Um, You know, I've, I've gotten so used to driving to auditions and to set and callbacks and rehearsals that, like, the distance doesn't necessarily bother me. And I think in a lot of instances, especially when you're, maybe quote-unquote newer or younger in the industry, you just have to be willing to make those sacrifices because, right. you know, unless you're dead center in, in L.A., you're just not going to have as many opportunities unless you yeah. put forward the effort. Right, absolutely. And it's so great to know that you, you do make that effort and you do make that decision and you make it work. Because I've come across so many people. I'm in, currently in San Francisco. I used to live, shout out to Andrew, I used to live in Manhattan. I was in Manhattan for 10 yeah. years. And um, I moved out there when I was, oh, I want to say 14 or 15. And um, I was out there for a summer program. I ended up just staying out there. I got into an <laughs> acting summer program, and I, I convinced my mother. I was like, I'm not coming back. And I was from San Francisco, and I was like, Fuck that! I'm not coming back. And um, and I found when I moved back out to San Francisco this last year, people were like, "Oh, you're gonna have such a hard time getting work. You're not gonna make it happen." Blah blah blah. Well, you know, kind of like you, I love being in my hometown now. Like I actually appreciate it more now because I've been gone for so long. I love being in my hometown, and um, and uh, it's not that far from from LA. You know, I can get on a plane and it takes me an hour to get there and it's only $40 for my plane ticket. You know, and it's one of those things where it's like like you I make it work there's not there's not really I'm not stressed about it. You know, I it's kind of one of those things I don't think about it just it it's part of my life now. It's part of my lifestyle where like there's there's work here and there's work down in LA and then you know I found myself like recently I I flew out back to New York to do a project out there recently and it's one of the things with the with the availability we have now with transportation there shouldn't be any excuses for people to be like well I don't live there so I don't know if I can get work I'm like well if if, if you have a, at least this is for people that have a decent job and you get good money and you can pay to travel for these things knock on wood I do. But um, then you can make it happen, and you can make it work, and you can travel. And if you really love this lifestyle, you would make it happen. And so it's kind of it's great to hear because so many people that I meet in L.A. are like, oh, I would never never drive that far for an audition. I'd never go that far for this. I'm like, you're missing out on so many opportunities. Because for me, I will, I will drive myself to – I won't even fly. I would drive myself to Seattle for an audition if that means auditioning for, like, you know, it's something that I really believed in and wanted. You know, I, there's no excuse for me. If I had the time and I had the money, I would do it. You know, and, and there's so many people. That's why it's so good to hear that you make those choices and you make that effort and you and you reach out and you do those things and you travel the, the way you do to make that happen because so many people don't nowadays. They're so lazy, you know. So a good thing. Good for you. For making it happen. <laughs> um, I want right, to. Uh, 
Yeah, oh, I was just going to say, let's, let's ask, uh, I was going to say, let's uh, ask uh, Andrew Roth, tell us a little bit about yourself and, like, where you're from and what you've been up to lately. I'm uh, from New York, I'm currently living in uh, Jackson Heights. That's Queens, so I'm not in Manhattan, but um, I'm there often. Yeah, I love Manhattan. Um, I love all great cities. I, was, I, was I love Queens. Shout out to Queens. Are you near Thirtieth Avenue yeah. or no? Yeah. Queens is all right. Queens is Queens, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they have the best restaurants. I think all, all of that. You know, it's just anywhere up on the Eastern Seaboard. You know, if you're in any any major city, you're going to find good food. And San Francisco yeah. has some of the best restaurants in the world too. I mean, you have you guys have Palm. You have everything out there. San Francisco is the bomb. There's yeah. good food everywhere. You're right. There's food everywhere. All right, continue. Go ahead, continue. So, <laughs> so about food. Go ahead. Yeah, nice to meet you guys. Definitely. I've never met you, Miss Stack, and are uh, you, you know, the new host, John? I gotta say, she brings a lot of uh, pizzazz into the scene, so that's pretty cool. You know, <laughs> you're so uh, so large, you know, in presence and personality. So yeah, that's that's really that's nice. That's why she's the host. I'm oh, saying, well, man. Thank you. you know, <laughs> yeah. So. See, uh, I've been in a lot of films. Uh, done like you gave me a nice headway, so I don't really want. I don't have to say too much about that. Currently, uh, I'm working on a few different projects. Um, I'm working on a television series that I'm producing with uh, Lewis Leslie and John Wayne Bosley and Chris Schrack. It's a science fiction series uh, called RH1. That's the first time I've kind of mentioned it in public. Uh, because we have some people who are interested in it, but uh, it, it's uh, we're shopping it for networks, um, like something nice. like Netflix, yeah. Who, just, um, I don't want to say too much about it because I don't want to give it away. But like I said, science fiction and uh, something that's pretty current. I think people will really dig. Um, I just gratefully have found I, I booked the lead role of Jesus Christ in a feature film about uh, called Jesus Christ. Um, God willing, it's, <laughs> uh, no pun intended. We should be filming in about two months in Dubai, which I'm very excited for. I'm very, very humbled and honored. Uh, anybody Congrats who knows on me, that. Knows, thank you, thank you. Yeah, things of faith and uh, you know God, any kind of faith-based film, especially when they get right to it and you play a person whose people have believed in or have come to know. You know, it's it, it means so much to us as artists. I, I, I know every one of you, all of you guys, can feel that way. So I, you know, you recognize that. So I have big shoes to fill, and I actually, actually just started growing my beard out now, which is a bit of a drag in the summertime heat. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, small price to pay. I'm, I'm really grateful to do it. <laughs> and hopefully, I just started my own my first crowdfund which is going to be getting an overhaul. Uh, currently, as it is, uh, it, the name of it is Roth's Child, uh, a memoir. And it's uh, based a lot of, off of, you know, my whole life. But it's a real small snippet because I had to figure, you know, it's a, state, it's a one, it's a, you know, a live performance and people have to stay, you know, tracking because I'm not going to have a break. It's going to be one, a full hour, maybe a little more. And it's heavy stuff hard for people to really sit through stuff like that you know a lot of people need entertainment and comedy and i mean there's going to be funny moments but it's because of it's funny because of how 
ironic and dark it is. And you can't believe that the person is actually doing this. So we're all going to laugh because we're pretty uncomfortable right now. <laughs> what are those kinds of moments? Uh, <laughs> it's basically, you know, all of my life, you know, a lot of the hardships that I've went through. And, and I'm, I kind of wanted to do it because it's a way of giving back to right. the community and other people who are suffering. And predominantly, it's my, my alcoholism. You know, I'm, I talk about AA, I talk about my recovery. Uh, well, first of all, how I got there. And, you should have uh, Jonathan on there. Jonathan, you should be on there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, wait, no, Jonathan didn't you celebrate kinda, your like, fifth year? We kind of we kind of talked about stuff because Andrew and I both know that you know we both kind of been in that kind of situation. You know, we're both in the right. uh, in recovery and acting and doing and doing everything. And you know, yeah, and stuff. So we've talked about that. We've talked about possibly doing the show where we would talk more about it, but nothing's been, you know. We'll we'll see. Yeah, sometime, that, you know. yeah. Well, that would be amazing. I mean, I have so many um, uh, couples. I have a couple friends here, not like so many, but I have a couple friends here that same kind of thing, and fairly young. I have one friend of mine. She's only like twenty three. And um and and she's in AA and you know what and it changed her life and she has grown so much and you know and right now she's just gotten a raise in her in her job where she's like a creative director and things like that and and it's one of those things where she's met some of the best friends of her life and people that support her so much through AA and um it's so mm-hmm. great to hear those stories and and that people. You know, you guys have the strength to go through this process and things like that. So I just want to give a shout out and congratulations to you guys to, you know, being that and being strong for yourselves and knowing what you need to give yourself, you know, because it's, it's not easy. It's not easy at all, you know. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And, it's, yeah. and that's what the yeah. important thing is, is people need, the more we share our suffering, the more we connect. Instantaneously, you connect. And that's yeah. whatever culture, creed, whatever. You connect with someone when you, you're not full of caca and just talking about all the good stuff and all these all the bogus crap that everybody – I mean, I'm the king of bullshit, so I know it when I can see it. When I see somebody <laughs> really put their belly out and just be genuine yeah. and sincere. And unfortunately, a lot of it comes to our suffering, you know. Uh, I, I just instantly connect with them. You know, we, that's why we find so, some of these movies where we see people who are flawed. We want Our society wants to see that because our society as a whole, we are all flawed. We are all fractured. And it's easier, and it's certainly, we identify, we feel more rewarding identifying with a character like that because we, we, we can be that. We're not all going to be some... Um, Tom Cruise, you know, not everyone's going to have that, and you got to keep it grounded in reality, you know. Absolutely. And we do that when we're just sharing, especially, you know. And it's, you, know, you don't see a, I don't see a lot of strong men. Not to say that I am. I'm trying to become a strong man, but I haven't see. I don't see a lot of strong men like like putting their belly out there, saying you know, saying things like if they were abused or beaten, all of these, you know, if they've suffered, it's, we, we, we hide that stuff. And I feel like, it, you know, if we, we speak about it, we don't uncover it, we're all, we don't have to talk with sarcasms. We don't have to, to, to be, pick on one another, you know. That's why we do it. 
because everybody secretly feels a little down and kind of, you know, we, when we're suffering, we want some, you know, when we're miserable, we want other, we kind of like push our misery off on others. But this Absolutely. isn't a show about philosophy. Let me maybe dial it down a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's rare to find that. And it's nice when you find it to keep those people around you. Exactly that. And especially, um, go ahead. John and I were actually thinking about maybe, you know, we we did speak about it. Uh, Hopefully John is okay with me mentioning it. Perhaps doing a whole entire show revolving around, you know, the people who, you know, people who want to talk about recovery in our, in our field, because you find there are so many, I have found so many artists that suffer, so many actors, dancers, musicians, writers that have the addictive personality, the gene, and they they suffer with the disease. And I think it's something that we, we, you know, with this podcast, I think it it could be really embraced, you know. You guys have something good there. And that's about all I'll say. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, here's my my problem with that is just right now with myself on so freaking uh busy i'm trying to trying to make a movie i'm trying to uh you know or whatever doing all these uh different other projects and and then i'm also uh i've, I've got two two podcasts plus a couple youtube you know they, it was just like way too much going dude, on right now dude. that maybe yeah. maybe down the line i'd be interested but right now like once i start getting you know if i start like other things start kind of disappearing for a little bit so I can concentrate on I want to concentrate more on the movie making and and acting and also manage uh, people I manage Sierra Holmes and I manage um, and Laura you know and um, it's really hard yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, well Laura's easy because Laura's like constantly trying to get work um, you know (laughs) and stuff she's just constantly going out there I don't I don't like generally I feel like I'm not doing anything um but um but it's true. Uh, but you know, it's, it's just a lot of there's you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. So maybe at some point maybe we'll do new that. Year, um, next year. Yeah, we'll do it in the maybe new year. Maybe next year. And you'll we'll see what the new year brings because I have no idea, but I'm excited. There's a lot of good things happening right now and I think two thousand nineteen is gonna be an amazing year. Um Agreed. So, Shout out to 2019. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> for, all, for everybody. I feel like all, like, I, I just have a really good vibe about, especially everybody in this, in the in the independent film scene, and, and at least, like, the people I know, like, um, I just have a feeling that everyone's going to start doing, like, bigger things, or in the sense of finally people are going to get acknowledged for what they need to get acknowledged for. You know, it's like we do, we you you do your you pay your dues, you do your time, and it's one of those things where you wait, you wait, you wait, and you're you know, and I, I have a feeling, and I'm seeing on Facebook like everyone is just killing it and killing the game, and I, that's what I feel like is next year everyone on Facebook is going to be like I'm doing this and I'm like getting an Emmy and I'm getting an Oscar. I'm like that's what I want. I want everyone to just like kill it because everyone um, deserves it. I just want to. I want to give a shout out to Caitlin, who apparently Caitlin did your, your phone cut off or something before. It's, did she get cut off? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, my goodness. I just like I was like, was she so silent? She's 
just like listening to everybody. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that makes down, sense then. That makes sense. That was why it was so quiet yeah. afterwards. <laughs> there, yeah, I I've, I've come back, though. Okay, so good, good. I thought it was me. I thought I like scared you away. I'm like, oh, I'm talking oh, too God, much. No. She's like, fuck this bitch. I'm out of here. It's like, oh, no. No, not at all. Not at all. She's like, I'm not done. I'm leaving. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I'm so glad that that wasn't the case because you, you know, you never know. Yeah, like I scare people off all the time. Just kidding. No, I know. <laughs> Maybe, maybe I do. Just a little. <laughs> Truth always comes out in jest. I said it. I said it. <laughs> it would take a lot more than that to scare me away. Promise. <laughs> okay, good. Well, now that you're back, um, let's let's go on because <laughs> now that you're back, let's have you chat. So Andrew was talking about the projects he's working on currently. Let's have you um, do a little shout out and tell us about some of the stuff you you're working on right now. Sure. I've actually got two films in production right now. Um, one of them is a feature-length independent movie called Radio Silence, which yeah. I'm hoping will be completed for the festival circuit this year, or if not, at least definitely next year. And then um, this weekend is my final weekend on the short that I'm filming called Splash. And I will very likely ugly cry when we wrap on Sunday. Ooh. Aww. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Are you playing That's a mermaid? Great. I am not <laughs> playing a mermaid, no. <laughs> That's one of the first uh, movies. Plus, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I, that's one of the I Splash was one of the first movies that I saw when I was a, like when I was a kid like you know going way back Splash E.T. Raiders of the Lost Ark some of the first but uh, oh nice I Raiders is the whole Indiana Jones trilogy is is very special place in my heart Harrison Ford was my first crush mm. <laughs> there you go yeah. Well, Raiders of the Lost Ark was like the 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 best one. I feel like everyone yes. that talks about that, they're always like Raiders of the Lost Ark, like, and that's everyone hands down. And yep. um, yeah, I I don't know why why though, why is it so good? So everybody's the hungry. Uh, probably because the first it didn't one. have a screaming woman in it for the entire movie. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Probably at all times. <laughs> I mean, I I like Temple of Doom to an extent. There there is definitely too much screaming in it for me, but I'm also massively triggered by the bug scene. Like, yeah, I I can <laughs> I can deal with horror movies. I could sit down and watch A House of a Thousand Corpses and be totally fine. But you bring yeah. live bugs into the like. I don't blame Kate Capshaw for taking muscle relaxers on set that day, like, at all. No judgment. That's, that's yeah, funny you say that because that's funny that you say that because uh, was it the um, the snakes stuff and uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and, uh, you know, all, and even I think Indiana Jones, there was a, uh, in, the tip, uh, in the last crusade, there was some stuff with, uh, like, little Indy, um, you know, dealing with snakes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm, I'm 
like I don't like snakes, and I'm about to go shoot a movie in the woods in my backyard in the summer. So there better not be any snakes back there, um, especially since we do have water moccasins in our backyard. So oh, uh, fun. Yeah, you know we have water moccasins, copperheads, and rattlesnakes. Oh my! Eek. So, so you'll have to send a you'll not... have to send a PSA out to the to all the snakes and make sure that they clear for filming. Right, of course. I'll let them know. I'll uh, <laughs> you know I'll, I'll give them notice. You know. Uh, when when are you planning that? to shoot? Are they going to be like this month or like next month? Because rattlesnakes go away. Like I think it's October they start to hibernate. They start to go away, depending on the weather. We're shooting on Saturday, so I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Well, you're screwed. You're totally screwed. So, it's all good. You're totally fucked, Jonathan. I actually saw a big brown snake. Um, I don't know what it was or anything. I didn't take a picture, and I didn't take a picture because I was, like, running the fuck away from it. Um, but, uh, so, I mean, it was a huge snake, um, bigger than I was expecting it to be. Um, and I, uh, uh, so the other day and going toward the woods, basically, you know, and I'm like, that's just great. So thankfully yeah, when we location right. scouted, when we location scouted on uh Tuesday, there was, there was no snakes that we saw. So I'm like, well, I guess we'll see on Saturday. Yeah. Firecrackers are always good. Firecrackers are helpful when you're filming in the woods. Uh, you, you, when you're doing stuff like that, you walk. You do. You actually do have somebody go on the front. And you walk ahead in the area that you're going to shoot, and you throw firecrackers. You know, and just Ooh. make sure those smolder. It scares everything. Ooh. Ooh. Yep. Six or seven That's of them. Just noted. Yep. Good. Pop, pop, good tip there. So are you talking like bottle rockets or like M80s? Well, what? Are you talking like bottle rockets or like M80s? No, just a little tiny little one. The little ones, you know? <laughs> a black... She was like serious. She was like bottle rockets. Yeah, well, like, bottle rockets. Bottle rockets. Bottle rockets. Bottle rockets. Bottle rockets. Bottle Anyway, See, I never I even want... thought about that, like firecrackers, like throwing that. Because my family gets rattlesnakes on their property, my parents. Like, they sent me a video the other day of two males sparring for a female, just, nice. like, chilling in the front of their house. And what what they're told to do is just squirt like a cat, just squirt water, and they just go away. Yeah, yeah that works, too. I, I would get two in the woods, though. It's kind of hard to get a hold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, if I told my dad to use, like, firecrackers, he probably would, because that's my dad. Yeah. He'd be like, yeah, really? I'm totally, you. instead of the squirt bottle, he would go for the firecrackers, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I was a creature in the woods, I'd be, if I heard that, I'd be out of there real fast. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yep. I would, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So besides yeah, outdoor you know, nature tips, what else well, have we got going on? Yeah. Well, was there <laughs> anything else, uh, Caitlin, that you wanted to kind of mention? Uh, is she off Caitlin, again? Are you still there? Oh, okay. she's there. 
I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I promise. I haven't gone anywhere. She fell asleep. Um, (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) Um, uh, No. I would love to plug the feature that I shot last year. Um, It's called Imago. I know that it's in editing right now. I don't know where it's at in editing right now, though. Okay. So I hope I hope to see it soon. I know that. Um, so is it going to come out soon? Is one... that what you're saying? Uh, I'm I'm not sure. I know that the director slash writer slash lead actor has uh, one more scene to shoot. Okay. But I don't know when that's happening. So hopefully, I think uh, once that's wrapped, then it can go like into final editing and get all everything done. I, I think it's it's set for a 2019 release. Sweet. What style of film is it? Is it a thriller? Is it a drama? It's a, it's a drama. Um, mm-hmm. It's a drama. It's the, the main focus of it is to bring awareness to the sex trafficking that's going on in the United States. But it's, um, it's centrally about a private investigator who gets a little bit too tied up in a local sex trafficking ring. And um, I play his wife and uh, the the big bad guy uh, gets a little bit too close to home, I guess we'll say. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give too mm-hmm. much away. <laughs> cool. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Let's go back to Jonathan. Do you have any personal questions for them, or should I just go on? Do you have any questions? Well, okay. Well, um, I do, because Andrew, uh, well, Andrew's got, um, you know, the, uh, was it, is it called Rothschild? Is that the memoir that you're Rothschild. doing? Rothschild. Yep. Yep. And um, I got, is this like, you said this was going to be on Broadway? It's off Broadway. It's, it's, I'm going to be having it, yeah, the Actors Temple. At uh, which is 47th and 8th Avenue. It's right in Times Square. Very cool. Ooh, cool. Um, I know, Laura, Laura, didn't you used to do stuff on, like, Broadway and everything, like, or around that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was so, with Lion King for a while, and um, in Manhattan, I toured with them, and then I was with Sesame Street, um, and I puppeteered as Elmo, and their shows and oh, tour cool. around the United States. Yeah, so I, I did all that, and so I, I got my degree in, in theater and film. So I double majored in theater and film, and then I, I toured in theater. And I actually just got a role here in San Francisco for immersive theater group that's doing Neverland here in the city, and I'll be playing Peter Pan. So I'll Sweet. be doing that. Oh, very cool. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, thank Peter you. Peter Pan. Thank you. That's a tight role. Yeah. yeah. I think I only got it because I have really short hair right now. <laughs> That's the only, I got typecast. I walked in, they're like, Peter Pan all the way. She looks like Peter Pan. So, <laughs> so I, was like, I totally got typecast. But it was great because I'm like, my short hair totally got me the lead role in this project. <laughs> Whatever works, right? Yeah, it's right. great. It's, it's been great. So, yeah, I did a lot of stuff. I actually did 
an off-Broadway show called um, Nobody Suspects a Butterfly with Anthony Rapp that's currently on the Star Trek show right now. So I was co-starring with him on that. Um, so shout out to that to him, Anthony Rapp. And that's um, awesome. Yeah. Um, so we, we my. Resume goes way back. Like, I know a lot of people, which is weird. I look back and I'm like, why aren't I further <laughs> in my career? I think it's because I'm just too nice. You know, like, I don't <laughs> shove my way through. I kind of just, like, sit in the background and, like, kind of do stuff. So <laughs> that's my my problem. Like, I, nowadays, though, like, this last year, I was like, fuck it. And now I'm, like, cutting down trees and I'm like... You know, I'm like, I'm gonna do it this year. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say fuck it, like everyone else, like like all my friends yeah, did ten years ago. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> that's like this year is my year. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm gonna Peter Pan through all those people. I'm gonna fly over everybody. <laughs> nice. nice. I'm gonna pee. I'm gonna pee on everyone. I'm gonna everyone smell like pee. Is the way I like it. <laughs> like smell like San Francisco, and then yeah, that's the way I'll do it. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, so it's theater stuff. So I'm a big theater person. So um, yeah, before I go back on another tangent, um, so Andrew, the uh, I'm gonna ask where's the theater at because I probably know of it. Where are you gonna be performing this? The Actors Temple at uh, 47th and 8th Avenue. Ah, yeah, I know exactly where that is. I used to live on uh, 49th and 9th, actually, like literally right there. That's so yep, funny. Yep, that's very close. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, right there. there. Yeah, the Actors Church. That is a big, for everyone out there that's listening, um, that venue is really, it's a really fun venue for actors to perform in. It's right in the heart of the city. Um, a lot of people like to go and just kind of see what's co- up and coming. And I, I want to say that actually a lot of projects that are performed there are sometimes picked up. So knock on wood that this gets picked up and gets to a bigger venue because that would be awesome for you. So shout out to that. Hopefully that happens for you. That would be great. Yes, yes. That's what we want. That's what we want for people on the show. Well, I have to raise the money first. I'm trying to raise. I'm working on raising 17 grand to do the show. Uh, the theater right. alone is so expensive. I mean, and you know, that's really people are like, how are you going to do doing a show in New York? And it's actually, man, I'm just going to get by with this having this little just by the skin of my teeth. You know, I got to pay the director. I'm going to be directing most of it, but in the final for the tech and probably two weeks out. Uh, will be directed by Chris Schrack. So I'll take a step back. But I've got Ming, uh, who's a really big music producer and DJ. Uh, everybody who knows electronic music knows who Ming is. He's actually writing original music, and he's doing the sound, all of my sound cues, the stuff that I'm creating is going to be done by Ming. So shout out to Aaron Albano. He's the man. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. It should be pretty good. But I'm shooting for the first To answer your question Sorry about that Stack <laughs> uh, First right. two weeks of Christmas First two weeks uh, First two weeks of December uh, Like Thursday to Sunday uh, I thought, you know Because it's kind of I'm trying to get people into the mood of family And all, this is all family based You know It's right. all deals with family, You know, how we essentially 
the things that we want to change in our lives, the things maybe that we don't like, how do they get there? How did they become imprinted in our lives? And more importantly, what does it take to, to change it? What, you know, what are the steps to work? Right. I hope everything goes smoothly for you. Yeah. As, yeah, like a vegan spell movement. <laughs> Never heard that one. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so poor. Oh, go ahead. No, I know. It's like I was just going to say on that note. <laughs> on that note, Don, go ahead. No, I mean that was all I was saying. Like you can you can go on to the next question. Oh, okay. So for um for usually for the people that are on here, I have I have a, a usual question because I love for the people that are listening in to get a feel for the different answers that come in from different actors. So um, I'm going to start with Caitlin, and um, I want mm-hmm. you to kind of go um, just tell me a little bit how you like um, any techniques you specifically like to use um, while on theater, if you do like on live stage while doing theater or doing film. And if you use different techniques um, or uh, if you use the same. So just, just kind of like a technique if you use it. And if you don't use a technique, what do you like to do for yourself um, to kind of get into your character and uh, – you know, if if you have a certain scene or something, what what do you like to have around you? Are you you know Are you the kind of person where you like to be by yourself, or you like to connect with other people around you? So all those things, kind of basically, what I'm looking for is um, just how do you like to prepare um, for your roles? What do you like to do? Okay, um, I guess it, it kind of varies I guess from film to stage I I haven't done a lot of stage lately I I did one stage show last year and then uh, before that my last stage show was in 2014 Mm -hmm. Um, but for for stage um, I like to I like to be in the moment with the character and the scene and everything that's happening as much as possible and and ride that character arc out. Like, you know, you, you do all the scene prep and all the all the scene work and and just almost beat it to death in rehearsals and then um when you go out on stage and you have that moment right before you step out on stage and you forget your first line and then you walk out and and then the the character just comes alive and and you just kinda live in that character for the next hour, hour and a half, however long. But um, with film, I'm finding that I'm using a little bit of sense memory or sensory recall um, and some method acting a lot more than than with stage. And I think it's because you're not always filming um, in in continuity with the script. You'll jump all over the place and, and you have to 
go back and forth between um, the beginning of the character and the end of the character and who that character is right before the big climactic scene happens and then it happens and then the next day you're filming the very beginning. Right. So it's it, it kind of depends on on how oh what's the word I'm looking for? I think it kind of depends on on how things are how how the film schedule is for me. Um, I know with with uh, Splash, it's been we've been literally all over the place, bouncing back and forth. So right. um, the we oh gosh, I can't even remember what we shot first. I, Elizabeth is a very very uh, despondent person mm-hmm. at this point in her life, and the we shot a lot of couple days worth of flashback scenes. That's actually what I'm doing on Saturday is, is doing flashback scenes again and going back and forth from when she was happy and uh, present with her daughter to where she is in the middle of the script. And then she goes from, from being this like person that doesn't really care about herself or her surroundings to being completely obsessed with person that she finds and then trying to emulate her and befriend her and become her to where she will be on Saturday or on Sunday when we wrap is it's a trip. (laughs) (laughs) It it sounds like, you know, and that's one of the things that as actors is very difficult when you are, you know, like you said, with theater, you are able to go through, you know, and go into the process scene by scene as, a, you know, you're you're going through it as the character would go through it in, in space, in time, exactly how it was in the script. And with film, you bounce back. You're constantly, and a lot of people don't realize that, you know, like your first day of shooting could be the very last scene of the film. And so when a lot of right. people um, view, um, when they go to watch films as actors ourselves or as directors, producers ourselves, we, we go in it and we, we know that. And so we have much more respect for performers because we know the process, we know how difficult it is. So when they're able to right. get themselves in those such as certain situations emotionally, we're like, oh, yeah, maybe she was not there yesterday or he was not there yesterday, but they're there today, and that's insane that, you know, maybe they made them do this scene on the on the second day or the fifth day or the 18th day. Who knows? And um, so we respect yeah. that. But there are a lot of the, I would say, quote-unquote, normal people out there have no idea <laughs> that they don't. They just don't have, like, my boyfriend, for example, probably has no idea that they film that way, has no idea. Right. You know, and I, you know, and I, 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 I could probably tell him that tonight, and he'd be, you know, he'd be like, oh, okay, and like finally understand how <laughs> difficult that is. Um, but no, normal people don't think about it; they just assume they shoot in order. They assume they're shooting the se- sequence in order because, sure, that's what when you read a book and when you write, you assume that that everything just happens that way. But um, in film, it, it's very much a money thing. Like, okay, we're we, we're yeah. at, we're in the, we're at this mountain. We have this mountain rented for six days. What's 
scenes are at this mountain. What can we do at this mountain? Mm-hmm. Okay, now that's what you're gonna do. And and um and it's it's exactly that. It's it's hard for actors it, and I agree with you, like the techniques I use in theater is not what I use in film because you are having to mix yeah. and match in film. You're having to jump back and forth and figure it out and 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 uh it, it is a lot harder. I think that's why probably a part of me has learned to like film and love film as an actor more and more because it is very challenging. It's more challenging for me than yeah. theater. Theater, obviously, it's the memorizing. Like, oh, fuck, i got to memorize, you know, three <laughs> hours. Three hours of... Because you think, like, oh, I have to learn my role, but then I have to swing and learn someone else's role, you know? So I have to know, like, oh. two or three roles. And I have to be able to bounce yeah. out... You know, if someone's sick, I have to know their role. So in reality, it's like, okay, the script's an hour and a half, two hours. But in reality, I have to know, like, three to four hours of words, you know. Sure, <laughs> so yeah. it's like, hmm, yeah. So in that sense, theater is super difficult because you have to be a good memorizer. You definitely have to be a good memorizer, and you have to know your puzzle piece. You have to know how to put things together while you're there at the time, and it's live. So in that sense, it's very difficult. Yeah. But in the other sense, when you're on set and you have 50 million people bothering you and you're trying to get into a role and you have, you know, the director, you know, chatting with you as well as, like, the costume designer saying, hey, change your outfit, and you have the sound guy going, hey, put this log on, and you have, like, your co-star going, hey, can you read this with me? And you're like, ah, I just want <laughs> to be have five minutes to get into my character. And you, you're like, fuck. Yeah. And then before you even finish that sentence, the director goes, okay, let's go, let's roll. And you're like, no. Oh, where is my five minutes I haven't had to go? Yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like you can't say it out loud. You just got to do it. You just got to get it done. <laughs> you're like, fuck. And in your mind, it's like every actor, though, goes through that same thing where you're on there. You're like, fuck. I, I just got to do it. And you throw your script down. And you're like, okay, here we go. You know? <laughs> it's like it's whatever. It is what it is. And, and then, and then when you out. have... Yeah, exactly. And then when you have one of those directors where, you know, you're in that fuck moment and then you do your scene and you're like, it went good. You're like, okay, it went good. You tell yourself, okay, it went good. but It wasn't great, but it went good. And and then you, you go to the director and you say like, cool, how was that? And the director goes, yeah, it was great. Let's move on. And you're like, no. It was just <laughs> I was <laughs> Yeah, it is very overwhelming. So that that's where the different techniques come in hand. Because if you try to use the same technique as, like, if I use the same technique I use in theater, then, yeah, I would never get anything accomplished. I wouldn't be able to get into my role. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be able to, to get there in those moments super quickly. And, and that's what you need yeah. with film. You know, if someone comes up to you and they say, do this right now. You need to be able to do that right now. You don't have, like, an hour prep to do it. You don't have, like, okay, my my prep, I'm going to be starting at 7 p.m., so I have to start at, like, 5 to, like, get, you know. No, you don't got that in film. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because sometimes they'll call you and they'll be like, oh, we're starting now, not an hour from now. You're doing the scene now. Oh, okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm there. It's so funny. 
Um, so going to Andrew, if you want to pop in and tell us a little bit about what you like to do, for because you're doing theater right now currently and you're also doing film, so I'd love to hear if you kind of what techniques you like to use to get there. I, I relate a lot to what both you guys have, have said. I, I, for theater, you know, you have a sustained long performance, so I like to create a backstory of the characters that I work with, you know, and but I, I do use the same techniques from film, the actual application. I, I work with objectives. Um, that, yeah. That's, that's across the board. Like, you know, say Macbeth, the overall arc of action, or the main objective would be to avenge, uh, I, I, you know, to no, I mean, Hamlet, to avenge, uh, you know, the, the death of his father. So that that's his whole objective. But in the... The process in all of these smaller scenes, there's sub-objectives. In every beat, there's there's other objectives. For me, an objective will only will always bring about true emotion because I can't be anything. I, I have a trouble trying to insert myself emotion in me. I find that artificial. I always find that phony. So if I'm trying right. to lo- a woo, woo a woman, or, or you're not trying to get her like me, or I woo her or I entice her or, you know, if someone is trying to, if somebody needs to be scared, I work with the objective to threaten, to intimidate, you know, and that way the emotion will come, it'll be real emotion uh, in that. And the difference again with film, it's just little short moments, you know, so you don't really need an entire backstory because everything's cut into just seconds. So if we, the film, it, 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 I, I agree too. It's, a, I, I kind of think actually, film is simpler, in the sense that it's just that second, you know. And I set up boundaries for myself. I'm kind of on set. I could be real standoffish. I don't play games. I'm not there to clown around. That's not true all the time, though. I, 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 if someone's falling asleep on set, you better be careful because I'm going to tickle your nose or I'm going to do something crazy. <laughs> I'm going to bother you. But you know, I, if I need like you know a film. For instance, my name is Paul, where I played Christ's Apostle Paul a few years back in North Carolina. I didn't ever really mess around with anybody at any time on set. Most of the time, I was, you know, because I had to switch from being good Paul and bad Paul, just like you guys were saying, you jump around so much. I was Paul when he was, you know, not Paul, when he was Saul, you know, imprisoning people. And then the next day, Actually, the very first day of filming, the first scene that I shot was a scene where I'm, I've already gotten my vision back. God struck me blind, so I've been the bad call the entire film, and I start off on the and I'm crying on the to the cross in the church, first day, first scene. I, I was like, I was like, Are you kidding me? We can't like get a couple of like some just warm up time like. That that was hard. That was one of the hardest days I think I've ever, ever had to film. But overall, I find theater, you know, when you're so much more energy and so much more focus and all the lines, like you said, that you have to memorize, that has so much yeah. more technical stuff. Film, if you, if you can't get it right on set, I feel like on a film, for me, I'm just like, you, you don't have any business being there. It's so easy on film. You just got to be exactly. yourself. But sometimes people can't. That's the problem. They They can't just... You know, be, be, that's the hard thing to be for some people. You know, when the camera clicks on, you start to become too big. And, you know, you, the, all the gesticulation occurs because of the nerves kicking in. 
you know. Right. So uh, theater, you can get away with that. Theater, we can be big, we can be brand, and get away with that. But that's also why I like film too, because I like to pull in and be insular and be small. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's always nice to have exactly that. Is it's it's nice to be able to to be smaller and have those those work around and try to find those natural moments that you, you give in your personal life and bring them about on film. And that's what's really fun is in, in playing with that. And sometimes on theater, in theater, in what I've been told, um, you know, sometimes in rehearsal is I'll, I'll give those fine little moments, but, you know, and then the director will be like, oh, I, I love that, but can, is there any way – we can X this little moment and can you make this louder, this moment bigger, make this hand gesture so we can see what you're doing. And it is a little bit grander in a way when you have a big audience and it takes away from from it being yeah. real because you're yeah. having to think about making it for the stage and, and it is that. And, it, and, and that's what makes film so beautiful is it's those subtleties. It's, it's that camera reaching out and grabbing those tiny moments that you wouldn't normally see when you go to a play. It's this tiny it's that eye it's that eyebrow raise or it's that yep. it's that finger touching the button constantly or it's that tongue pressing the roof of the mouth when you're agitated or little things like that that you can't really show in, in a play a grander play, maybe an intimate setting, but um not as not as much as you could for film. Um, which makes it lovely. But exactly, it, it, and it's one of those things that people don't think about, and this goes for actors listening in, it, it, exactly what Andrew said, don't be afraid to just be your subtle self. Um, be your, you know, don't think too hard, because the moment you think you're too hard and you think you need to do this, that, and the other, it's too much, and and then it becomes, uh, as we say, more theater-like and more stage-like, and and you need to just relax and and be the more subtle and calm you are, the better it is for film. And I always like to tell people like the uh, the one thing. Say that again. Wait, what? Yes. Make a vulnerable vulnerable (laughs) choice. I always, I always make a vulnerable choice. Never be tough. Never be strong. Never try to come in and run the scene. It's the worst thing you could do. Always make yourself, I mean, when you, especially in film, if you make yourself smaller, you're going to be bigger because people are all, we are all flawed. We see that, and it's real, you know? It, yeah. It's, it's so easy to be tough and to be angry. People are like, make an angry choice. Ugh. Everybody's a tough guy. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Boring. No, it, yeah. it's true, and it it's hard. And like, I literally just got done doing the forty eight hour film festival here in San Francisco, and it was one of those things where like, um, my team was I was I was an actor, but my team was really wanting to do something where it's like I you know like went crazy or killed or this that and the other or was this, and I was like, 
I just, I'm like, I'm done with being that. Like, if you've seen any of my films, that's, like, literally what I do all the time. And I go crazy and I do this. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like the Kathy Bates of horror films. It's, it's great because that's what I want to be. But it's one of those things. But, yeah, but it's one of those things where it's, like, I want to do something different. Like, I'd rather just be, like, calm, normal, and, like, funny or, or just or just normal. Like, I don't want to be a crazy psychomaniac. And it was one of those things that was nice because in the, in their 48 hours, they were like, oh, they put that into consideration. They're like, okay, you're just like a normal person having a conversation at the dinner table with your husband, and that's that. And I was like, yes, thank God, like I'm normal. Like that's all I want to be right now is like normal. Like I don't want to, I don't want to flip out. I don't want to punch anyone. I don't want to throw water at anyone. I just want to have a conversation. Like. It's like, and, and because that, and like Andrew said, sometimes, though, for at least for me, that's a challenge for me. You know, like just to be normal is something that I don't get to do often. That I want to do more often because it's it's more challenging because I haven't done it yet. You know, it's it's sure. the, it's the things I haven't done. It's it's the it's the being normal on camera that's hard. And the more people I talk to about people, they're like that. They're like, yeah, it's easy to get angry. It's easy to get sad. It's easy to find those moments of of anger and sadness in your life and bring that to the table. But it's not easy just to find a normal moment and show that normal moment because um, we, we, we forget sometimes that being normal on film is, is just as good as being angry. And how and how do you do that? And how do you bring that? And so well, I'm like, I, I was excited. Go ahead. You can you can be angry and still be very contained and and not have to like there's there's nothing better like you know somebody's stewing with rage and they, they you know they just they they get up and they you know you just you look and that's what the, that's where you get a really good director. The director will yeah. use the cinematographer. You don't have to say anything. You don't. And actually, I'm especially now in my. I like to have my dialogue cut, cut, cut. I'm like, I don't want to. I, I cut my dialogue to pieces. I don't want to say anything. The moment I'm speaking, I'm already talking down to my audience because I'm telling them this is what I'm doing. This is what you need to think. I don't want to do any of that. I want them to figure yeah. it out. I want them to go through the journey rather than me tell them what the journey is. Yeah. So a really great director like a David Fincher, they slash the dialogue right in half, cut it out. Yeah. And you know, then yeah. it's the music, it's the cinematography, the locations. You know, and we empower exactly. our audience to think for themselves. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, because like. that's what people want nowadays. They yes. don't want to be spoon fed. I mean, maybe that was like ten years ago, but now people, with everything going on in, in in our in our lives and what's going on, and especially in our country, is people just want to feel what they want to feel. They don't want to be told to feel. They want to make it yeah. up for themselves. But then we still have films like The Meg out there, so there are still people who just want to be entertained. <laughs> 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 oh my God! You know what? You know, but I really exactly. I but you, the some, you know, that's my guilty pleasure. I really want to go see that for Mine some too. reason, oh just to do. Oh my Lord! You lost. <laughs> <laughs> like that's I funny. literally, the sooner I, I 
saw the trailer. A bit of mindless fun. Exactly. Yeah, the trailer. Exactly. <laughs> I laughed out loud. The trailer. It's the That's what I mean. I, was, I know. I like, it's literally, oh. you got to have a shot or, like, a margarita and, like, go have that drink with your girlfriends or your boyfriends and just crack up the whole time. Like, I literally, like, I think that's why I watch films like that is just to be, like, really, these people are so stupid, but yet I'm so entertained because this is so funny. Movies like that are comedies. They're, like, the best comedies. <laughs> Maybe that's why Andrew and I, uh, that's why Andrew and I don't want to see it because we don't drink anymore, so we don't get the, uh, the the luxury of like like seeing it fucking you know out of our minds and laughing at it. But uh, I I really want to see Christopher Robin, which looks like a you know it's kind of a Disney uh, you know the Winnie the Pooh story uh, you know or whatever. And I just, that looks just. Like that, that movie looks like it'll make me cry, you know. Yeah, I don't want to see a crying movie. I'd rather see a giant shark eat a million naked women. (laughs) Because we already know it's going to be like women in swimsuits. (laughs) It's women in swimsuits with like big breasts. We all know that. And like at the beginning of the movie, and they're all going to get like their legs chopped off and like screaming. I'm like, yes. Yes, kill those women. That movie, <laughs> you're not going to be happy with this, Laura, because they actually cut it down. Very like no. all, there was a lot, apparently a lot of gore in it, and they cut it out because they wanted to make it more family friendly. So like you know, PG thirteen ish, I think. So it is not <laughs> going to be the movie that you're hoping to see. It's going to be a watered watered down, no offense, you know, no no pun intended. Uh, version of the movie that you're probably wanting to see. So hopefully, uh, if it does well enough, uh, when when the Blu-ray comes out, uh, an unrated version will be available. For, uh, oh, that makes see. me sad. Yeah, let's see. Okay, that makes me sad. Well, eh, eh, eh. The whole point of seeing it was to see gore, so I don't, that, that just bums me out now. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling a lot of people out when they heard that. You know, it's all over Facebook. Like people are just sad. You that can't. It, I it know. Well, you, I'm. I'm movies just sitting over nowadays, here trying to figure out what is family friendly about a giant shark. Exactly. That's what. I, that's what I'm getting at. Is like you can't. You can't. Like the sort of that movie was announced that wasn't family friendly. Like who's gonna take their seven year old kid to a giant shark? Like that. That's a lot of asking for today. trouble. Oh my god! I, so I guess many people today. Today. They bring kids. I, I see. Yeah, like I couldn't believe some of the people that they they, they bring in kids into. What was it? Uh, oh my gosh, what was the amazing horror film that I just saw that was the scariest? Hereditary. Hereditary. Oh. Has, has anybody seen oh. that? Here? No, I haven't seen no, it yet. Yeah. I I, oh I want to see it though. How do you that movie? One of the scariest films I have ever seen. It's right up there with The Exorcist. No gore. None. None whatsoever. There was like a little tiny tidbit. That film, I wish I could almost, not wish I had, I, I, I know people who have seen it again. I haven't seen it again, but there's so many clues. There's so many Easter eggs, things happening in the background. If you're not paying attention to the background, you know, there's always something going on. You've got to see Hereditary. I'm shocked I'm in the room with the two horror people who haven't seen that. Woof. 
Uh, yeah, I know. Well, so that's the thing. It looks scary to me. And I'm like, it was one of those films where I'm like, if no one wants to go with me, because my boyfriend, like, he kind of doesn't, like, it takes him a while to go to horror movies. I was like, well, I'm going to wait for Netflix to go see this movie. And so I, I, it's one of those films I know it's going to be on in, like, the next month or so, because Halloween's coming up. So I'll wait. But the trailer itself, like you said, there's no gore in it. But I just, there's something about it that just cringes at my soul. And I know I'd be freaked out. And I would not take my kid to that. But it's, it's like you no said, way. nowadays no people way. are taking their kids to crazy things. Now, I went yeah. to go see the new Deadpool movie. And it was sitting next to me with a guy with, like, his two kids, a girl, like, yep. his two daughters, a girl and a boy. And I'm like, why yep. are you bringing them to this movie? Why? Why? It's literally like we're like, hmm, we don't have enough money to go on vacation, so we're going to scare our child. This is like with the new Meg movie. We're going to scare our child to not go into the water. So, (laughs) you know, or we're going to scare our child to not go outside at all, so that way we don't have to spend any money on vacation. (laughs) You know, like, I feel like that's the only reason behind that. (laughs) Like, oh, I couldn't do it. I, I just feel like I look at the movies I watched when I was a kid, and the one, I guess the scariest movie, and it's not even scary, the scariest movie I saw when I was that young, like seven, eight years old, was E.T. And E.T. isn't that, right. like, it's not considered a scary movie, but I remember it being, <laughs> like, when I was a kid, it was like Gremlins and E.T. Those were, like, my oh. scary movies. That's so cute. <laughs> e- e- that made me want to be an actor. That like right. ever. Little Drew Barrymore, she was beautiful. That's so oh, funny. Oh, she was so e- cute. She was I know. I know. I, uh-huh. I just remember too, like I like at age seven, I was like, oh, this is I don't like aliens. They look like little babies, and that was so funny. <laughs> but now it's like it's fine. It's great. And I actually own. I funny enough, I was at a record store like months ago, and I found in uh oh got it i think it's a a 45 it's a 45 of et being narrated by young drew barrymore when she was a kid wow that's pretty <laughs> amazing yeah. actually yeah 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 cool. and it's amazing like talk about if you think she's cute Listening to her voice on this forty-five, yeah. you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to like record it and send you a recording of it so you can listen to it. Cause yeah, it's that I would be doing that. I would have like I would have my answering machine message as Drew Barry, like you know, have, like, doing a little piece. <laughs> now I gotta call her at some point just to hear that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds pretty dope. Um, but actually. The scariest movie I saw when I was a kid, and this is really funny because it's not a scary movie at all. Um, once again, just like just like Laura was, uh, Ghostbusters, which like terrified me because the dog scene with the dog coming in and and grabbing the oh, yeah. and that that scene. I was in my living room. I remember like I remember like it was yesterday. I was in my living room watching it, and I got terrified because I thought literally some dog was going to come in and. <laughs> And like steal me away or whatever, fool. And uh, oh, but uh, if that meant that I could, uh, you know, make out with uh, Sigourney Weaver, I'm okay with that, though. 
Lowe's Graphics is <laughs> pretty ahead of its time. I, I have to really, I remember, I saw that at Lowe's in Stony Brook Theater, uh, Long Island. I remember those dogs scaring the shit out of me, too. When they slammed that refrigerator closed, I wanted that refrigerator closed. (laughs) (laughs) But Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I shut that, I was 11, and I was watching, no, 11? Yeah, 11, VHS, I had Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Terminator and the Exterminator. I was I had them all on VHS. I was at my godfather's for the weekend. I put in Texas right. Chainsaw Massacre and shut that thing off after about ten minutes. It's after the first hit <laughs> where he hits that guy and the guy just dances around on the floor and sh- and then he closes the steel door. I shut that. I I had nightmares. That was so yeah. real. That film. Yeah. And I still. I, I I can't watch. I've seen it maybe once all the way through. I can't watch it. It's too real. How about how yeah, about that you, movie. What about you, Caitlin? Was there a, a a movie that terrified you as a kid? It, it wasn't Caitlin? so much a movie as it. it I'm here. Um, okay. It, this has stuck with me. I think I was about maybe five or six. Um, my dad was really, really into Kids in the Hall when it was on Comedy Central. And the <laughs> image that sticks out in my mind the most is uh, they were doing some bit where they were interviewing someone and they were having boom mic issues. And one of the mics came down and it, like, it sort of tapped in the guy's face a little bit like, clearly this is an issue, what's up with the sound guy? And then on the next hit, it, like, stabbed his eye. The boom mic stabbed his eye, and there was blood running down his... And it was clearly fake blood. Like, it was that that bright tempera red color and not at all real blood color. And it was way over the top, but my five-year-old mind could not process that. And it freaked me out. Oh, so sad too. It's so sad, right? It's like <laughs> it makes, me, it's like, makes me want to cry. The child was damaged for life. <laughs> well, I, I fortunately do not have an irrational fear of the mic, though. I've gotten to be quite comfortable good. around them. Yeah, I, I also know that I have very competent uh, sound people on set with me, um, but so I, I was. <laughs> yes, no one has stabbed me in the eye. Um, I, I am very, very, very uncomfortable watching Arachnophobia, though. Oh, gosh, uh, yeah, that movie. Yeah. Spiders. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm still <laughs> yeah. scared of my, uh, my bathroom. Like, like, you know how people say, like, psycho, like, the, the psycho bathroom scene is probably, like, so notorious or whatever. That bathroom scene where the girl gets attacked by the spider just terrifies me because I'm like... Always looking up when I shower, you know, make sure there's no fucking huge spider that's just going to jump down on me. And it's weird how just one image like that, and that was like Touchstone, so that was literally Disney that fucking terrified me as a kid, um, you know, or whatever. So I I feel you on that. I, I do have to shake out the shower curtain before I get in the shower. <laughs> That's funny. Oh my I, I'm I'm like that with like I always think there's a human. I think it's from the movie Psycho because I love that movie. 
Um, that is another movie I, I watched, like, when I was 13, I started watching all those movies, like Psycho, like, the original. Um, <laughs> and um, I, ever since then, I always think someone's going to stand behind the curtain in the shower and, like, stab me. So <laughs> even even nowadays, I'm like, I always have to, like, make sure before I go to bed, I'm like, I got to make sure there's no one in my bathroom curtain, like, no one's standing in my shower. <laughs> and then I go to bed. Wow. I'm like... I check out the bathroom and I go to bed. <laughs> so many, so many movies have ripped that movie, uh, that that scene off. Like, um, I remember seeing that was it Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, I think it was, where the girl uh-huh. is showering and then you think Jason's in the shower with him uh, or with oh, her, that's so right. she goes to check, and it's actually some guy who's you know who's doing some kind of handstand. You know, it looks really weird, but it looked like literally it looked like Jason was there. So then, of course, that guy leaves or whatever, and then Jason comes and kills her in the shower. So, you know, you can't have, like, that set up without actually happening. But still, right. it, was right. like, it was like, okay, this is obviously a, a reference to Psycho, which when I watched Final uh, was Friday the 13th Part uh, 4 the first time, I had never seen Psycho, so I had no idea that it was being ripped off. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people don't. like, And, and it's funny because a lot of the movies in the 90s, the horror movies in the 90s started doing that. They started doing like, oh, we're always going to do this shower scene. And even nowadays, like early 2000s, they always have a, like a, that scary shower scene, you know. And you, you have, uh, you know, I did last summer with the, the, the fog of the shower, like the mist of the shower, like, you know, you see the spelling of the words and things like that. So it, it became the shower for our, at least my generation, um, became like a creepy thing, you know. It's like whenever you're in the shower, you're, you're just expecting something to pop out on you, whether it's a spider, you know, a roach <laughs> coming up the sink, the, the, the drain, like who knows, like or humans. Like, it's just bound to happen, you know. <laughs> just be careful. Oh, man. But, yeah, I had a horror scene in my bathroom the other day. Like, my my drain, I was, I was thinking to myself as I was cleaning it out, I'm like, I should record this because this is like a horror movie. My drain in, my, in the sink, because I live in an apartment complex in San Francisco, it was clogged, and it wouldn't, the water wouldn't go down. And it was like that for a few days. And I was like, hmm, like, what's going on here? And, like, you know how you can usually pull up the drain thing, you know, pull it out? And, like, you know, sometimes, like, you pull it out and you can put, like, stuff in it to clean the drain or, like, there's stuff attached to it. Well, like, I couldn't pull it out. Like, it felt like something or someone was, like, holding it down in the thing. And I'm like, this is creepy. And I don't have any pliers, so I got two butter knives and, like, made pliers out of that. And I started, like, pulling uh-huh. the thing out of my out of my sink, and I pulled it out, and there's just, like, a wad of hair. And I'm like, oh, no, this yeah. is, like, a horror scene. Like, this, like, a wad of hair like, attached to the thing. And it was so bad. And I'm like, okay, well, I found the culprit, but it looks like something died in my sink. Like, I just should have, you can't get any better than that. Like, for me, as, like, a horror film person, like, I, you know, I help, like, put together horror films. I'm like, I should have just recorded this just to have the footage for it. Like, someone is bound to use this 
one day or another for a project. We don't have to end up clogging any <laughs> other sinks. Like, that's it. That's the shot. Like, <laughs> but ever since then, my that's sink funny. has worked perfectly. Yeah, I was just like, I'm never going to, like, brush my hair by the sink ever again. <laughs> ever. Like, I'm just going to leave it alone. <laughs> I'm just not going to. Because usually it's what I do. I'm like, oh, there's there's hair on the sink. I'm just going to, like, put some water and, like, have it drain down. Nope, can't do that. Not anymore. Not going to do it. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> my, my friend, I hope I hope you guys don't get mad at me, but I have got to go. Cause i got to catch me some winks. got to be up in a few hours. Oh, okay. Well, it's fine because we're almost done anyway. It's 1024. Before you go... I want you to do a huge like where people can find you, what can they see currently on the on the internet and you know how they can follow you all that stuff. Go ahead. Well, uh, I th- I think the best way to would just be to check Andrew Roth out on IMDb and you can see all the current projects that are going on and you know there's always stuff saying where they're playing. Um, I can be followed on Instagram, Andrew Roth72. I'm on Facebook. I'm on uh, Twitter at actor Andrew Roth, and uh, my website is andrewroth.org. Thank you guys awesome. and gals for such well, a lovely night. Well, thank you. Tonight. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for being on. Um, it was so yeah, great to talk you. to you and meet you and all that stuff. And I hope you have an amazing evening and um, good luck on your your show and the opening and and all that stuff. Sending you all the good vibes. Yeah. Thank you. You guys have a wonderful rest of the show and have a kick-ass day today. It's now Friday. Yeah. All right. I'll see you guys. Have a good one. Bye. Good night. Good night. All right, Caitlin, well, uh, same goes yeah, same goes for yeah. you. Why don't you like shout out, you know, where people can find you, all the stuff that they can see, if there's anything currently on Amazon or whatever that they can find and where they can follow you, all that stuff. Sure. Um like Andrew, you can find me on IMDB. Um I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Caitlin Stack. Um and just to clarify, because I actually looked this up, and there are 135 ways to spell Caitlin. So just to clarify, it's <laughs> K-A-T-E-L-I-N. Um, and then stack is just right. S-T-A-C-K. It's super simple, like the verb. Um, but at Caitlin Stack on both Insta and Twitter. And then I have um, a Facebook page as well. It's facebook.com slash actress Caitlin Stack. Um, I do have a web series which has sadly halted production up on YouTube. Uh, It's called The Natural Series. Um, I think we have all five episodes up there, but they are sectioned into three-part segments for each episode. But um, that's that's unfortunately really the only thing that I have out in the public right now because a lot of the films that I have done are either still in post or they were student films that I have yet to see myself. Well, yeah, eventually, hopefully, you'll see them. Yeah, there's a lot of those. Um, and it's one of those things that once everything starts coming out, then, you know, they'll come out, and then we'll have to have you back on to promote all of those projects. And, 
Yeah. Oh, darn. So, <laughs> so it's just, you know, it just gets better. It just goes uphill from here. Um, well, thank you yeah. so much um, for being on the show. And if there's anything else you thank want. Thank you so um, much for having to, me. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to shout out to anyone out there and if you um, just want to um, give, like, a last, um, you know, a little thing to everyone listening and uh, potential people that um, are not, you know, that are getting into the industry or are in the industry and um, want advice, I would, lo- I would love um, if you have anything you kind of just um, want to shout out to anyone listening um, and uh, kind of give them a little, a little like push, if you will, if you have anything you would like to yeah, say. Sure. Um, the the two biggest pieces of advice that I think I could give anyone trying to, or even if you are in the industry already, is um, to not give up because it's a hellacious industry to be in and you're constantly subjected to rejection every day. But just don't give up and don't let fear hold you back. I I let fear hold me back for too long and um, it's it's taken me probably about 10 years to realize that. Um, and I, I kind of regret not, not jumping on some of the opportunities that I had prior to realizing this. But if, if you have an opportunity, don't, don't really think too much about it. Don't overanalyze it. Just, just do it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And um, I just want to say it's been so lovely um, getting to know you. And you and Andrew have are just both really great. And, you know, Jonathan, you always bring amazing people on the show. And, and you guys are just so well, cool I'm and chill. And... We'll let you Go know ahead. next week. Uh, we, don't, we don't have anybody set yet, but I have uh, some irons in the fire. Um, I can announce, I guess, uh that uh, the, next, the following week after that, we'll hopefully be having uh, Jill Shulman from uh, The Stepfather and um, a few other movies. Yeah. Uh, she'll, hopefully she'll be our like only guest uh, because she's got a huge, like, I mean, her thing's massive of how many films that she's, you know, done. So hopefully we can uh, mm-hmm. talk more about that later. But uh, next uh, next week... Next week, hopefully, we'll have um, some really, really awesome guests. I, I've got, I've just got to get it, uh, you know, concrete. But um, I, I'm excited to share with you and uh, and share with everybody uh, what we're gonna have. So, um, thank you guys so much, and thank you, thank you, Caitlin, so much for coming on. Um, I super awesome. appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, yeah it's so great, and like we're still like fairly new, and we're we've only been around for a few months, and it, again, it's just so nice to have all you guys on here and and get to know, and for me as a fellow actor too, like to reach out and get to know all you guys and to see who else is out there and who else is killing the game and making it happen. So just thank you so much, and um, to our audience, thank you for listening and. If you want to know more about Caitlin, you can go to our page, All About Acting, on Facebook. And uh, we have a a link on there where you can follow her and follow Andrew and all that stuff. And then um, I think on Instagram, we're at All About Acting Podcast, right? Or is it All About Acting Pod? 
And okay, no, I think it's Twitter. And that's at podcast for Instagram. Okay. For for Twitter, it's all about ActPod. Like okay, that's sports. what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> freaking freaking Twitter's got to like step up their game and make everything longer. You know, not okay. breaking shit. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, okay. it's funny. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. You know, uh, because before on Twitter, it was, uh, you know, there were certain amount that you could, you could have or whatever uh, to be able to right. say. That limit has gone up recently, and I think it's due to our president who complained, I guess, or something that he wasn't able to write so many things uh, in Twitter because all of a sudden, all you know, he was able to write all these. You know, he was able to write a lot of stuff, and so was other people. So they have started to kind of expand. I'm hoping they do continue to do that. So please, President Trump, just keep complaining about Twitter, and then maybe Twitter will start listening. That we are, we we all feel the same <laughs> way that we want. Yeah, yeah, you know, we want longer this. names. We want we want yeah. longer. We want longer names. And we names. want longer. <laughs> we want longer posts. You know, in Twitter, like it's just ridiculous. You know, so whatever. <laughs> longer everything. I don't yeah. know. So we yeah, don't want to have to be at all about act pods. We want to be all about acting podcast. <laughs> right. You know, like everything else. Like Facebook is all about acting podcasts. Uh, Instagram is all about acting podcasts. Then Twitter. Twitter's like the redheaded stepchild of. <sighs> oh, Twitter. Oh, Twitter, we love you. It's a hate-love relationship. Hate-love. I've been doing it a lot more, more recently um, for as much as I can, and it drives me crazy still. So I'm trying, I'm trying, you know, it's just... It's I, okay, I, I I'm trying I'm too, Jonathan. I know. Well, once we're I, celebrities, it'll be easier for us. We'll we'll learn to love it. Maybe that'll be but it. But then we'd hate it because then we'd be like attached to everyone's hashtags, <laughs> and then we'd be like, "Fuck this!" And then we were gonna have to delete it. <laughs> we're like, "Oh, this Twitter! Oh, this Twitter! We love you, but we hate you. It's still gonna be love hate. It's always gonna be a love hate relationship." <laughs> do you agree, Caitlin? Do you use Twitter? I do. Oh, you, um, do. I, you have Twitter. I, I'm sorry? <laughs> it says that you have Twitter. This is great. What's your Twitter account, Caitlin? <laughs> Where can we At follow Caitlin you? Stack. Oh, she has her full name. Look at her. At Caitlin Stack. See, I'm gonna... see, that's, I guess it's short enough that works. You know, I was lucky to get Jonathan Moody, like the only... You know, no, me too. Though I can't use my full name, it won't let me put my full name. It won't. Let, my full a, name is like your name. It's long, but Caitlin Stack is like perfect letters. It's like the per. I think Caitlin Stack <laughs> is literally like the perfect amount. Like if she put in another K, she wouldn't be able to put her name. Like if her last name right. was another K, and what? Wait, let me count this out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah. She has the exact amount that Twitter allows. Fuck you, Caitlin. Oh, seriously, I didn't even know that. <laughs> now you know that. And now you know that Laura Jean Moore is mad because she can't put her full freaking name on there because it's too long. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I don't even know what no, my Twitter I name is. I have problems. 
Oh gosh! I don't even know how many. Or something. Oh, see, see, that's like that's like acting the acting pod, the act pod. That's terrible. Enlarging acts. Enlarging acts. Oh my goodness. Enlarging acts. Oh, isn't as bad as my new one? It's not as bad as my new one because I I have one for my new short film, right? So I wanted to put. Uh, follow me short film, right? Because that's what right. I have for my yeah. other stuff. Well, right. it's, it, is, it is follow me short. It sounds like <laughs> follow me short. <laughs> oh, Lord. That is so funny. Oh, my goodness. Oh, this is what we talk about at the end of the show when, like, nobody else is listening. <laughs> no one's listening. <laughs> I'm having a cup of coffee actually right now. Oh <laughs> uh, I'm having a cup of coffee. I don't because I'm Are I'm you, gonna I don't know why. <laughs> I thought you were gonna do like an audition or something, life. you know. Uh, oh, well, I'm actually that's what I'm doing. I'm going. I'm driving to LA tomorrow, but I don't know why that means I'm having a cup of coffee tonight. <laughs> I don't know. You're pregame. I started having a cup of coffee. What? What did Caitlin say? Pre-gaming? For what? You're pre-gaming. What is she saying? I can't hear her. Pre-gaming. Pre-gaming. Oh, pre-gaming. Like, uh, getting pre-gaming. ready. Getting... Oh, oh, yeah. I'm pre-gaming <laughs> for tomorrow. I'm pre- Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> that's that's how I yeah. pre-game these days is with coffee, you know. Like, <laughs> of, I can't drink anymore. I can't drink anymore. You have coffee yeah. instead of drinking? Instead of drinking. Yeah. Instead of drinking, I'll drink <laughs> coffee. Actually, that's, that's how I got, when I stopped drinking, when I stopped drinking, coffee became like the thing because they'd always have them around all the time. So I drink like coffee like so much that I became addicted. And I probably started annoying people <laughs> because I'd drink like five cups of coffee or something. And I'd be like yeah. talking like a million miles a minute, and people would be like, "Dude, are you high?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, I'm just <laughs> on coffee." <laughs> you know, so, uh, but anyway, I feel like I'm like that. Yeah. Anyway, so we should say goodnight. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much. This has been awesome. I really appreciate this show, and and once again, thank you, Caitlin, because uh, I'm sorry that you. Somehow or another, it got cut off. I don't know. If it was your phone, or hopefully it wasn't our computer it that did that for you or phone. something. Okay. Um, it was probably my phone. But I'm, I'm and I feel even worse that I didn't realize <laughs> it until like later, and I was just like, "Oh shit, we need to get her back on here." <laughs> she can listen to the show, but like, it's all good. She can't like throw in her we were, we were too busy drinking our coffee. We forgot about it. We were just like. Continuing on, <laughs> oh my gosh! But that happened to me, Caitlin. Don't worry about it. It was like a few shows ago. I got knocked out, and uh, that was an embarrassing moment for me. That was <laughs> I got knocked out of the show in the middle of my conversation. But it was it was fine because Jonathan, you know, he just kills it every time. He just he took over the show. It was fabulous. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Well, thank you again, <laughs> Caitlin. 
And uh, before I, we, me and Jonathan go on another tangent, because that's what we like to do, we'll say goodnight to you. <laughs> and I hope you have um, yeah, a good evening over there in Chicago. And uh, stay warm this winter over there. And um, I can't wait to hear more about. <laughs> I can't wait to hear more about your projects coming up. And uh, hopefully they all get done soon, so we can have you back on and talk more about that. So thank you again. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. You guys have a good night. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right, uh, Laura. I guess Laura's left too. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you guys all for listening tonight. I hope you enjoyed it, and I will. We will both be back on the show next week, as well as being on the show uh, the following week after that. So, have a great one, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>